At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the DC City Cast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers. DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Frank Hanrahan from Visa Monday edition. Lots to digest. Crazy weekend. I hope you had some fun, at least had uh, some winners uh, in these uh, NFL divisional playoff games because it was tough. It was back and forth, up and down. And I was thinking if you had a lot of money, on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs-Bills game. My God, man, what a good sweat. What an absolute sweat. You were like in a sauna. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if you had a lot of money on either of those teams? The sway, the aggravation, the anxiety, the frustration. Uh, we are going to get into all of what happened over the weekend I do want to update you on my picks because I was 3-1 and one over the weekend. 3-1, and one, documented. Not bad. Not perfect. But 75% clip on the NFL. I'll take it. I hope you took it. I did have the Chiefs. Good, great sweat at minus two. I did have the uh, Cincinnati Bengals getting the points at Tennessee. Cha-ching, wearing it up. Uh, I did have... Um, the Rams, I flip-flopped. Remember all week I was saying Bucks, and then Friday I said, uh, I got to take the Rams, looking too good. My only loss was the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they were terrible. We'll get into that in just a second. Also here on the DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers, we have to touch on the Wizards. I mean, I may think there are probably 15 people that actually care about this team, but what I saw from the game on Friday night and the game yesterday against the Celtics is massive cause for concern and alarm. And I want to get into that as well here on the DC CityCast presented by Bed Rivers. But we start with the weekend and what a, a phenomenal game last night. Bills looked like they had it in the bag. They were, uh, they were ahead with 13 seconds left. And look, even though it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I had written it off as an L. Like, there's no way in hell they can go down in 13 seconds and get a field goal. Yeah, they had their timeouts. Yeah, they got Patrick Mahomes. They got Kelsey. They got Hill, who was fantastic. Would have been the hero, except for the Bills coming back and making that touchdown, which was, I mean, the whole sequences were amazing. There were 25 points in the last two minutes. Hope you had the over. But the simple fact of... What I saw over the weekend was just absolute anxiety, 
and collapsing under the pressure by these defensive coordinators who go to the prevent defense instead of just sticking with what you got. Although, actually, there were some games where they didn't even do the prevent defense. Like the Bucs, how do you get people behind you? The Rams even put the Bucks in a spot with with receivers getting behind you. So the coaching this whole weekend was 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 phenomenally dumb. Chiefs had a chance to put away the Bills and they go for the third and one. They do an option with some tight end we've never heard of to some backup receiver fail. So there were a lot of just curious head scratching plays by these teams, including the Bills. They are up. With 13 seconds left by three. The Chiefs had the ball at the 25. And yes, everybody's touching on this. I understand. But when it's of this magnitude, you've got to go back and review it and say, what in the hell were the Bills doing? They were like the number one defense in the NFL, right? Tariq Hill over the middle for a good chunk change. And then Kelsey for a chunker. And just like that, they had a chance to tie it up and they did. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly what the Bills should have done. But whatever they did, it wasn't the right call, obviously. Just allowing these guys to go right down the middle. It was the prevent defense du jour. And I've seen some people with good ideas about how to handle these spots in the future. Like, just hold cats. Get the five-yard penalty. Eat the clock. I keep holding on them until they got to go for an Hail Mary. <laughs> oh, what a learning uh, learning uh, moment for the Buffalo Bills. Because that's going to haunt their team forever. Forever. 13 seconds. Balls at the 25. Forever. Think about your biggest regret in athletics. Oh, it, you know, for me, it comes right to mind. Blowing a layup in a big game in high school. It's been 33 years later, and it still haunts me. Like, every day I think about it. So can you imagine the Bills coaching staff, Bills players, Bills secondary? Like, bro, we were 13 seconds away from going to the AFC title game, and we couldn't get two stops. And the same can be said for the Bucks. We'll get into the Bucks game in just a second. But they had come all the way back, tied it up, and they let Cooper Cup get behind their secondary. Like, how is that possible? The one thing that you don't want to allow happen does. But sticking with the game of the week, the Chiefs advancing on at minus two at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Download the app, BetRivers.com. All week long, we talked about the quarterback uh, matchups. And that's where I felt like that the lean would be to Mahomes at home. And the Bills were so close to just pulling out an epic victory. They were left way too much time on the clock after the Chiefs scored with Tyreek Hill. Bills came down in a split second, scored. And you would have thought that 13 seconds was just not enough time. I mean, hell, Dak Prescott couldn't get down and down a ball in 14 seconds. The Chiefs went down in two plays and struck gold with a field goal to push the overtime. And, of course, the big argument about the overtime rules, yada, yada, whatever, that they already knew the rules were in place. You know, FIFA soccer is like, hold my beer, brah. Do you know how we do our overtime? We play like two 30 minutes, then we go to penalty kicks. 
It's all unfair. It's all unfair. <laughs> so the Chiefs advance to the AFC title game. And now we'll face the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati went into Tennessee, pulled off the upset, 52-yard field goal at the gun. And here's where, as critics, we can sit here and say, boy, oh boy, did Tennessee just think they could show up and, and win. They got their big back, Henry, returning. And they slept walked for the first quarter and a half, giving Cincinnati some hope, some life. And in the end, even though Joe Burrow was sacked nine times, they were able to pick off Ryan Tannehill, who looked so disinterested. And the Bengals advance. And here's going to be the overriding theme of today's DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. What always amazes me about these professional football teams, or any professional team for that matter, is that all you do is get ready for these games. Build up, film, meetings, you name it. How some of these squads looked not prepared and disinterested is what absolutely blows my mind. And I start with Tennessee. They looked like they felt they could just show up and advance in the postseason. They were four-point favorites at Bed River Sportsbook over Cincinnati. And last week on the D.C. CityCast, I said, look, I think Joe Burrow's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, so I'm going with the Bengals. But Tennessee just didn't show up for a quarter and a half, dug themselves a little bit of a hole, got a little too cute on a two-point conversion, let Cincinnati hang around, and they had a big turnover at the end that led to that 52-yard field goal. If you're a fan of the Titans, you're going, how are we not ready and eager and hungry to play in a playoff game? Because they look like they didn't care. And Cincinnati moves on to the AFC title game for the first time since 1988. And the early line at Bed Rivers, Chiefs minus seven. Total 54. Bengals plus 270 on the money line. Chiefs minus 350. <laughs> and we're going to dive into that uh, matchup, obviously, later on in the week as we get closer to that game on Sunday at 3.05. And like I said, my theme today is these teams that were in the spot did not look like they were ready. Did not look like they were prepared. And in, when they got to the crunch time, see, that's the thing. When you get pushed and now you're faced with, oh, my God, we got to come through with a play. They didn't. Like Tennessee. Slept walk through most of the game. They got a third down. 35, 40 seconds left. They force a turn. They force a pass. They get turned over. And that's what happened with Green Bay. Boy, did they look great on that first drive. They went right down, scored up 7-zip, and they're thinking, ah, we're good. We got it made. And then zip. Nothing the rest of the way for the most part. Aaron Rodgers comes up meek yet again. They had a big chance to uh, have a possession late in the game. 
go down, score a field goal, do something. Meek three and out. Rodgers looked like he was tight. And again, when you allow yourself to be put in these positions where either you come up big or you come up small, Packers come up small yet again. And that was my only uh, only loss of the weekend. I thought the Packers would roll over the, the Niners, close at minus five or something like that at Bed River Sportsbook. And San Francisco special teams, that was a difference. Blocked punt at the end of the first half. Blocked, excuse me, blocked field goal at the end of the first half. Block punt late, and Green Bay's going, oh, here we go again, and they lose. And they look like they weren't ready either. So he, he, you see the overriding theme here, preparation. Even at the highest level, it looked like Tennessee and Green Bay took their position for granted and were not ready to perform at the highest level. And that's really a shame. It's really too bad. Because Green Bay, clearly, on paper, better team. On paper, quarterback, better better quarterback. And Rodgers goes out with a whimper. Like an absolute whimper. And if I'm a teammate on that squad, and I'm saying, my God, man, the last second half of the season, I know we were the number one seed. I know we were the favorite. Oh, but yeah, they were the favorite to win at Bed Rivers at plus 350 to win the championship, and they're out in one round. Aaron Rodgers was a distraction, and everybody keyed in on him and his, let's, let's call it what it is. He just basically lied to everybody about his vaccination status. And we can sit up here and say, hey, I'm, I'm good with everybody and their choice and whatever they want to do. But when I'm in a spot where I'm hoping everybody is doing the right thing and doing the, the same thing to keep everybody healthy. And you got your number one guy who's not exactly correct in terms of the way he presented himself. That would annoy the hell out of me. Now, I'm not saying it's karma. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying when you're on a team. We're in this together, except for one guy who wants to do his own thing. And that's too bad. That's really too bad. So the Packers are out of the playoffs yet again. And the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo, who is not on top of his game. And that's the funny thing about Jimmy G. There's been discussion about him coming to the Washington football team this offseason. And my question to you is, why would you want that? Why? Bad decisions. Not that great. Uh... But, hey, he's a winner as they advance on to the NFC title game to face the L.A. Rams. And that brings me again to another NFC classic Tampa Bay down 27-3 to the L.A. Rams. Rams did everything in their power to give the game away to Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. Literally did everything. They fumbled it twice. Uh, almost, uh, uh, what was the, uh, what, uh, Stafford almost fumbled it away late as well. Tom Brady and company score with about, what, a minute left? And again, too much time on the clock. And the head-scratching decision by Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, not to really play um, anybody deep and letting Cooper Cup spring free for a long uh, pass from Stafford to Cup sets up the field goal and the game winner as the Rams, better team, 
all day long, and then they got tight. They got a little tight, and they almost let it slip away. But in the end, if you had the Rams plus the two, you're a winner, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Boy, that would have been an amazing choke by the L.A. Rams. But they didn't. And it's almost like you just let that one out of your system and you move on. So we got the Rams and the Niners. And looking at Bet River Sportsbook, you know the early line here? It's only Rams minus three and a half. Total 46 and a half. That'll be in Los Angeles. Like I said, we'll get into what I think about these games later on in the week because it's just way too early to try to make a decision about what we're going to do. But after a 3-1 and one weekend, I'm feeling pretty good about which way we're going to go when it comes to the uh, NFL playoffs. Down to the final four. Down to the final four. Uh, when we return here on the DC CityCast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook, I want to... I, I need to vent some frustration about the Wizards because I'm watching their game on Friday night against the Toronto Raptors and some things just did not seem correct. And then and that was echoed in the loss to the Celtics yesterday. So let's get into the Wizards uh, coming up and uh, we'll also start, we'll start chatting about this weekend's NFL games. going to be a big entertaining weekend. DC City Cast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call one 888 DC CityCast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Frank Hanran from VEASAN. Of course, you can download, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Follow along at Hanran on Twitter. I did not watch much of the Wizards' loss to the Boston Celtics. I had the uh, Wizards on a tablet. And the NFL on the big screen. And not to go off on a tangent for a second, and I know we've been doing this for many years, but I still feel like I'm Marty McFly's kid in Back to the Future 3, where was that 2? Yeah, Back to the Future 2, where they got all these mechanisms to see stuff. It's still weird to be able to watch. <laughs> I mean, this is showing my age, how I can watch a game on a tablet, and just walk around and have a, a, another game on a big screen and, the convenience of it all is just its just crazy. So I was watching the Wizards on the tablet, NFL on the big screen, but I saw the score early and I just punched out for the most part on the Wizards who got steamrolled, crushed by the Celtics, wasn't even close. I think the Celtics were minus two at Bet Rivers Sportsbook when the game opened. And if you had Boston, it wasn't even a sweat. Um the Wizards right now, back to 500, look like a team that's disinterested, don't have any life, and I just can't understand why that's possible. They look like they are doing a chore when they play the game of basketball. 
And you're probably like me when you have the opportunity to go do something, to compete, to have fun, to get to get something in your life positive going in terms of competitiveness, you do it. It's almost as if this team looks at their schedule and goes, oh, man, we got a game today. Rather than, hey, we have an opportunity to play hoops and make a lot of money. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe they don't like each other. Maybe they don't like the coach. Maybe they're tired of all the talk about their superstar who wants a max contract and is playing like poop. I don't know what it is, but they need a come-to-Jesus moment because the last two games against Toronto and against the Celtics were inexcusable. And look, I've, I've watched basketball for many years, and you can tell when a team doesn't care, and they don't care. Hustle points, effort, turning it on when they have to rather than just being there in the moment the entire time. Like They were down to the Raptors, I think, by 16 or 18 points in the third quarter after just not giving a crap. And all of a sudden they they oh okay now we got to we got to really turn it on. Then they start playing a little bit of defense. Then they start showing a little bit of passion. And you got your your quote unquote superstar Bradley Beal who has the body language of a uh shattered teenager out there. Can't bring himself to actually lifting his teammates up, lifting himself up and playing at a high level. I don't know. Maybe it's all the talk about all this money he's going to make. It's gotten to him. It's quite something, really. And this area, this this market is way too lenient on him and on the team. And you'll get the honest truth here on the dc city cast presented by bet rivers at 500 more than halfway through the season a lot of discussion on social media about this future bradley beal he plays like he doesn't want to be here so what do you do you start shopping the hell out of him because you could lose him just walking for nothing you can super max him he has a choice to either accept it or not, he could go into free agency. So once he decides, hey, I want to be a free agent, you got to get him out of here because you got to get something in return or else you're just going to lose him for nothing. You put in 12 years of him. Now he's on year 10, I believe. After next year, I think he's a free agent. So maybe 11 years and you get nothing in return. The guy has come up small this year, has not played well. Last two games, embarrassing. There's really no other way to describe it. And the team itself, who knows where they're headed. But again, what's the identity of this ball club? Answer me that. Tell me. Tell me right now. What do you think? I mean, at least with Scotty Brooks, we knew they're going to push the pace and play not that much defense. This team doesn't play that much defense and doesn't really push the pace Spencer Dinwiddie got paid a ton of money and he's you know he had some threes against Toronto kept him in the game but he doesn't seem to have leadership qualities he seems very quiet on the court uh he's getting paid 20 million dollars 
They got Daniel Gafford, who starts at center, but then doesn't play in the fourth quarter. Montrezl Harrell still provides some energy and effort. But the identity of the squad, we're, we're over halfway through the season, and there's really no answer to it. I don't know what to tell you. And we've had discussions on this program about how actually talented and deep they are. But it comes back to my original point. They're playing like they don't care. And that's a big eye-opening problem. And how can, how can you correct that? Like, how can you correct that as a coach? You know, Wes Unsell Jr. is back. He's, he's finally cleared COVID-19 protocols. And this is where it's dicey in terms of coaching up professional athletes these days. How much can you challenge them without feeling like you've upset them or hurt their feelings and therefore they are now upset with you and not going to put in uh, you know, maximum effort? That's tough. And being able to balance that is what these coaches have to do. Now, if I'm the owner, if I'm Ted Leonsis, I'm bringing in a coach and I'm telling that coach, look, I don't care what you say to these players. Obviously say it in a respectful manner, but please challenge them. Challenge them. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's these kid gloves challenging, right? Kid gloves, and you're not going to win championships that way. You just aren't, not, what am I saying, championships? <laughs> Getting to the playoffs, you're not going to win it that way. And I think it's a very uh, huge indictment when, what, a couple weeks ago, you had players swinging at each other because they were challenging each other. So it's like the slightest challenge turns into fists. So we, we have to find that line of, okay, look, I'm just challenging you to make you better. Don't come at me with fists now. <laughs> it's a crazy time. It's an absolutely crazy time. But again, if I'm the owner and I hire a coach, I go, you need to challenge my players. Make them better. We're in such a time where we're so afraid to state anything that could ruffle anybody's feathers. Trying to make them better. Like with Bradley Beal, I'd say, look, you, the moment that you sulk or you don't get back on defense, which you did many times this weekend, I'm taking you out. I'm taking you out. You're the highest paid player on this team, but your effort is terrible. I'm going to take you out and see what happens. Because the coaches are so terrified that they're going to get fired because they've lost their best player. See, that's where that's where the, the issue lies. That dynamic is totally skewed. Now the player knows they've got the power, so they can pretty much do whatever they want. But if I'm the owner, I'm saying I'm flipping the script. Look at... Look at uh, Popovich in San Antonio has been there forever. Like, this coach isn't going anywhere, so you better listen to him. But we all know that that may not be the case. If you're not winning in a couple years, you could be out of here. So the Wizards look downright terrible this weekend. Lack of effort, lack of focus, lack of care. And they're back to 500. And they get the L.A. Clippers on Tuesday night. Um, We'll talk about that game tomorrow. But uh, just an absolute embarrassment by the squad. And either they have to get together and figure this thing out or actually have some pride and say, you know what, coach me up, Wes. Make me better. If I make mistakes, take me out. Don't let me continue to do the stuff that I'm doing that I know I'm doing. Like, you know if you're not hustling. 
You know if you, you're shrugging your shoulders. You know if you're complaining to the officials way too much. But we've seen this just far too often in the last several games. And it needs to stop. Beal said after the loss of the Celtics, it was embarrassing. Well, then change your approach. Whatever you're doing right now, it's not working. Go to your coaches. What can I do to make this not happen again? Right? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's just too basic and too obvious. The concepts are just, it's just, it's right there and they don't want to do it. And that's why they're a 500 team. That's why they're a 500 team. And, and it's really shameful. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap some things up here on the D.C. City Cast. Hey, the Capitals are in action. The Caps looking pretty good. They got another victory. Your man Ovi with, uh, with a couple more goals the other night. We'll touch on the Caps. Also, my early, 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 early leans to this weekend's NFL playoffs. That is straight ahead. D.C. City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call one 888 we roll on on a Monday edition of the DC CityCast presented by BetRivers.com. Hey, if you listen to the DC CityCast on Spotify, you can now leave us a rating. We appreciate all of your support. Frank Handran from VEASAN. Um, the uh, weekend craziness. Still, folks, chatting about it. And I think the number one thing that is taken away from this weekend is 13 seconds. Bills fans, and I I know the Bills fans, they are um, probably the most rabid fans in the NFL. And I'm not just saying that because, well, I really have no comparison in terms of other teams. I mean, I know D.C. fans. Washington used to be pretty rabid, but we all know what has happened. I went to a school in upstate New York, and the Bills fans were absolutely insane. And this is early 90s during their run-and-shoot run with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas. And these fans were, were like they seriously lived and breathed by the success of their team. Like Mondays, if they lost, they were hot, they were pissed, they were ticked. So I can only imagine what they're feeling today. They thought they had won it. I think the Bills thought they had won it. 13 seconds, balls at the 25. Like, what are you going to do? I think in hindsight, you you squib kick it. Does that take some time off? Although I think the team could just, the Chiefs could sort of, can you fair catch a squib kick? I don't know. But they had 13 seconds at their own 25, and everybody thought this game was over, except the Chiefs. I can't believe they went down and, tied it up like it's it's still in my mind I'm thinking because I had the Chiefs I'm like I'm like bro this thing's over I'm gonna go two and two on the weekend I had the Chiefs minus one minus two whatever close at Bed Rivers I think I had it at minus two it was a foregone conclusion I'm getting ready for Allen's post game uh sideline interview with whoever was doing the game what was going through your mind on that last possession (laughs) 
We could do a whole podcast on broadcasting. Because I know I got my glitches and my go-tos, but when it comes to the post-game interview, like I think on Saturday they had Joe Burrow, and the first question is, what's going through your mind when Tannehill gets picked off? Like you can you can use another phrase than what's going through your mind. It's just so overused. Uh, but anyway, and then Tony Romo, who was trying to drum up controversy on the Travis Kelsey winning touchdown, saying, oh, wait a second, Jim, it may not be a – yes, it was clearly a catch. Uh, this is what replay has done to all of us. Uh, but I digress. My point was 13 seconds. And all the Bills fans are saying this is worse than wide right, which was the Super Bowl loss from Scott Norwood way back in 1991. Um, worse than the uh, Tennessee loss with the, uh, what was it, the miracle? Remember they did the, uh, how do they call it? When they threw it back, the Titans threw it back, and then it went for the touchdown. Worse than that one. This stands out because he had 13 seconds. And if you're a defensive coordinator, you're probably thinking just two throws. You're not even thinking about them getting in field goal range, right? Like you're thinking, okay, they got to go get it sort of close to midfield and they may, may be a Hail Mary. But when they got speed like Hill and they got Kelsey, they made it happen. It was It was quite miraculous, really, that they were able to go down in such – speed and such short amount of time and tied up and then as soon as you knew they won the coin toss that bad boy was over there was no way this was gonna go back to the bills that's the other thing too like once you win in overtime now hello coaches if this happens in the playoffs moving forward like if you win the coin toss and unless you're faced with third and and super long from your 25 you got to go for it. Like the ball's not leaving your squad. Like fourth and two from midfield, you got to go for it and try to win with a touchdown. You just can't rely on these defenses. We saw it time and time again late in the fourth quarter. Everybody's defense faltered outside of Green Bay and San Francisco where the special teams was a disaster. Rams defense couldn't get a stop. Bucks couldn't get a stop. Bills couldn't get a stop. Chiefs couldn't get a stop. It was whoever had the ball last, and that was the that was, sadly was a case for the uh, Buffalo Bills in the game of the uh, of the weekend. So all four games came down to the last play. How about that? Cincinnati game winner field goal, San Francisco game winning field goal, Rams game winning field goal, walk off touchdown for the Chiefs. So that leads me to uh, what are our early leans? for this weekend and i do want to give out a pick for tonight because i'm 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 getting closer back to 500 baby 17 to 20 documented after a three and one weekend uh in the nfl um so right now we touched on this earlier chiefs are a big time favorite minus seven against the Bengals. and let me tell you something after the Bengals won that game against tennessee how they Somehow, someway found a pick with 35 seconds left. Got them in field goal range. Joe Burrow, I said, I'm impressed by Burrow's moxie. He was a better quarterback than Tannehill. That's why I picked Tennessee. As soon as that game ended, I said to myself, boy, whoever they play next, either it's the Chiefs or the Bills, they're going to get crushed. 
in my early lean right now on a Monday, the fact that I said that right after the game, I'm leaning Cincinnati right now at plus seven. Because <laughs> they should get crushed. At Kansas City, they should get demolished. But we'll revisit that later on this week. And then in the NFL and the uh, NFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, rather, it's a tight one. Rams, who looked so good for three quarters at minus three and a half over San Francisco, who couldn't get anything going offensively. The number is only three and a half at Bed Rivers Sportsbook. So you th- you can sort of tell where I'm going here. Niners plus the three and a half. That's my early lean. That's my early Monday lean. But we got time. We got time as we get closer to Sunday's game, which, by the way, they're three and 630. I mean, still not used to the times here. 305 for the Bengals and the Chiefs and six o'clock. Well, that doesn't make Why would they have a six o'clock? Why is it 630? Niners and the Rams, because you know those games are going to overlap probably on a Sunday. Uh, let me give out uh, my Monday night uh, official release. 17 to 20 since we've started the DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. The Suns are minus nine tonight against the Utah Jazz. I guess no Donovan Mitchell. Give me the Suns minus the nine. Doesn't make much sense. Suns have been playing pretty good basketball. Utah fresh off a two point loss to the Warriors last night. We'll take the Suns minus the nine. That is my official release for this Monday as we're going to get you back closer to uh, 500. Again, 17 and 20 um, documented. Please follow along at J. Frank Hanrahan. I appreciate all of your support. Continue to download, subscribe this DC City podcast presented by Bet Rivers. We will talk tomorrow. Enjoy your Monday. Stay safe out there. See ya. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.